It branches its Colin, and it is Wednesday, February 28th, and we're continuing our reading through the Gospel of Mark in this season of Lent, and we're kind of in the middle of chapter 6, kind of getting the last couple of chunks of chapter 6 in, in the middle of this week, and we have a couple of um, really helpful stories to teach us about what it means to be a disciple, because we see Jesus' disciples mimicking him, learning from him, some direct messages he gives to them, and also um, really a tease of a story that we'll see repeated later in Mark's gospel. So we'll focus on the the first part of this chunk from Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 30. We're glad you're listening today. So we're in Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 30, and it says this, The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it out to, to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. We see in the beginning of the story of Jesus, maybe a term you're already familiar with, or at least uh, a sort of um, practice that you're already familiar with from the very first chapter of Mark. Jesus um, sees the apostles, the apostles being the people he sent to kind of be these appendages of his mission and message out in the world. And they come back and report what they've been up to. And Jesus kind of gives them a reward or at least kind of a, um, um, a touch point or a centering point for them following all the work and the preaching and sharing and healing that they had done. And he says, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Jesus, being the Lord of the Sabbath, which we have already talked about, gives them rest, gives them permission to rest. This is the kind of their Lord and teacher, and they're kind of, you know, probably really wondering, okay, when are we going to chance to kind of slow down? And Jesus gives them that opportunity. But he says, go away or come away to a deserted place. Uh, deserted place is the Greek word aremos uh, for, for the desert, for the wilderness here. In chapter 1, Jesus goes away to the aremos, to the deserted place. And it's this place of quiet, of meditation for Jesus and his disciples. It's a place of prayer. And here in chapter 6, we see that truth about first century rabbis, that, that part of their goal in being with Jesus or like Jesus or doing what he did was just pure imitation. Jesus, in his own spiritual practice, went away to the Aramos, the deserted place. Jesus gives them this permission for leisure and for rest, and so they, they go and they, they, they get their leisure, but 
they even haven't had a chance to eat, but they, they go away by themselves. And this really interesting note here, really easy to overlook, they begin to be recognized by other people. People recognize them, and then this great crowd comes. We keep seeing this rhythm of, of going away, being alone, and then these great crowds coming, but they're, they're recognized as being associated with Jesus. When Jesus sees the great crowd, and then again we get this interior reaction Jesus has to them, he has compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were without one to give them sustenance or to give them care or shelter or to herd them, to point them in the right direction. And so here he does. He teaches them many things, kind of a vague, vague understanding of what Jesus taught them. But we can imagine these parables about the kingdom of God, these stories about what it means that, that God is coming to be with them in the world and to deliver them, to deliver uh, Israel, to deliver God's people. And he apparently does this for a while because it gets dark, it gets late, and they're again worried about what they're going to eat, where their sustenance is going to come from. Like I said at the top of the episode, this story kind of gets repeated again in chapter 8, uh, but there's a couple of things uh, worth noting here. Uh, in in this story. Jesus kind of sends, again, the apostles. He kind of sends them to do his work, go out and, and feed them. And a lot of scholars believe that there's this echo here in Mark chapter 6 of uh, Psalm 23. Maybe you've read Psalm 23 uh, at a funeral before or heard it at a funeral. Maybe it's familiar to you. I don't know. Um, LL Cool J also uh, kind of mimicked the, the words of Psalm 23. And I want to read Psalm 23 to you and see if it, if it seems uh, like it's an echo of what Jesus is doing here. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd. Remember, uh, Jesus saw them and with compassion. They were like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Look at verse 29. Then he ordered them to go get all the people to sit in groups on the green grass. He leads me beside still waters. Notice again, Jesus um, comes ashore, verse 34. He restores my soul and gives me sustenance. He leads me in right paths. Remember, they were a sheep without a shepherd. Now he's leading them. He teaches them many things for his name's sake. Jesus is this shepherd for these wayward sheep. And one of the ways that he leads the wayward sheep and he leads the apostles and he leads the disciples is he tells them to go away to the deserted place, to get some sustenance, to pray, to rest, to find some leisure, to find a pause from the chaos of the world. I quote this a lot, so you've probably heard me say it before if you've listened to uh, our sermons on, on Sabbath or any other place where I quote Dallas Willard that in responding to one of his students, one of his mentees about how, how he could get better in ministry, Dallas Willard said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And there is nothing else. And Dallas Willard, it wasn't original to him. He's getting it from Jesus and maybe particularly here from the Jesus in Mark's gospel. This Jesus that commanded his disciples to go away to the deserted place and to find themselves some rest. And also the Jesus who also went to the deserted place himself, found himself in the Aramos, who in this rhythm of prayer and meditation back in the quiet so that he could fill himself again to go be who he needed to be in the world. It's a hectic time to be alive right now. And I think all of us need a little Aramos in our life, need a little deserted place, need a little quiet place where we can just sit down, eat something, pray, listen, be in the quiet 
I hope today, maybe sometime this week, sometime before this weekend, maybe it is in this weekend, you can find your Aramis, the good shepherd, the one that can make our path straight, the one who makes us lie down in green pastures and stay by still waters, wants to guide you, wants to be with you, wants to share the rest that only he can give, the rest that he is Lord over, the Lord of the Sabbath. Find some rest, maybe even in this very moment. That's my prayer for you, that you find rest from Jesus. Thanks for listening.